الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله احد سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Last week we discussed the importance of maintaining the fast and we talked about particularly the idea that Ramadan is a month of fasting and that our goal is to not only reach heights in Ramadan and to attain development in Ramadan but that we have to also maintain that development outside of Ramadan. And we talked in detail um, about this concept last week. At the same time, there is a whole other angle to this discussion. And it's very important for us to understand because it is actually the purpose behind part of what we do in Ramadan. And that is that Ramadan and whatever fasting occurs outside of Ramadan is a training. And everyone always talks about this. Ramadan is a training, Ramadan is a training. Ramadan is a training for you focus on, you know, this intensive like we talked about last week. You focus on this intensive for these 30 days and then when you come outside, you're supposed to be able to maintain that training. and all of the benefits that you gained so ramadan is a time when a person gains taqwa and then they use that taqwa outside of ramadan ramadan is a time when a person uh gains an attachment to quran and they use that attachment to quran outside of ramadan ramadan is a time when a person becomes more attached to akhira and less attached to dunya and that becomes a perpetual um direction for that individual outside of ramadan but even greater than that if you really you know that's like a you magnifying life if you really take a birds eye view and actually what we have to recognize is that all of life is one big fast all of life is one big fast and if thar occurs when a person goes to their grave now look let me just first start by just reminding you or reminding us in Ramadan what happens you start at a certain period of time and then you abstain from a few things you abstain from food you abstain from drink you abstain from marital relations you have a start time and you have an end time and by abstaining from these few things you gain a tremendous benefit by abstaining from these few things for a very short period of time you gain a tremendous benefit right i mean that's the summary of ramadan and that sacrifice is very minimal in ramadan uh, it feels like oh no you know these fasts are so long but nobody remembers what they felt 
I mean, if I say to you, can you describe to me the difficulty of fasting in the summer? Nobody remembers if it's all from my memory. Fasting was six weeks ago. Nobody remembers, not even six weeks ago, nobody remembers how difficult it was. You know, the slight challenges that existed. So that's the way that Ramadan is. It's a abstinence from a few things from a very, for a very short period of time, which then results in an enormous reward. Results in Allah's forgiveness, results in Jannah and the hereafter, inshallah. Life is the exact same way. What is life? Life is just a big test. It's a big fast. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala established life for a very short period of time and basically says, here is life. These are the things that are in front of you. And you can do these few things. You can do all these things, but you cannot do these few things. You have to what? You have to fast from a few things. And by fasting from those few things, a person is a, actually benefits themselves in this life and in the hereafter gets a very big reward. I mean, look, really, what, if you summate deen, I mean, what, 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 what do you have to avoid? Deen is the name of avoiding sin in this life. Just a few things. A person has to fast from alcohol. A person has to fast fast from pork. A person, a person has to fast from backbiting. A person has to fast from cheating, you know, stealing, adultery, these few things. And then what happens is you do this over a period of time. And then one day there's you break the fast. And when you break the fast, you go to Jannah. You go to the grave, and then eventually you go to Jannah. But the grave is like iftar. And... Once a person goes to the grave, then all of the things that they fasted from, you know, basically all of the all of the the, the the all of the things that were behind the fast all become apparent. Meaning, you know, a person fasts from so many different what they call pleasures, you know, base desires. And what happens is once a person gets to the grave, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them so many pleasures that those all become nothing. A whole thing becomes forgotten. When a person gets to the grave, a window, the grave expands, a window opens up to Jannah, eventually a person goes to Jannah. When they go to Jannah, they get everything that they desire. So it's the same thing, you know, it's a consequence of a very short period of time in which a person abstains from something in order to achieve something much greater. So the reason that I point this out is because that's actually what Ramadan is and all of the fasting that occurs outside of Ramadan. By maintaining the cycle of fasting, a person actually gains the strength to do what? A person gains the strength to actually fast throughout all of life. The person, a person gains the strength to fast from sin. A person gains the strength to fast from dunya. A person gains the strength to fast from other than Allah. Until eventually the person goes to their grave. And when the person goes to the grave, the person is celebrating. Why is the person celebrating? Because it's iftar. All that fasting is over. It, it, you look at people when they, how happy people are at iftar time. Everybody's excited, everybody's energetic, everybody's running around and looking at the clock and waiting and they're so relieved at the time of iftar. What is death? Death, death, death is the gift for the believer. It's not my statement. We all have heard this statement. This is actually from hadith. Death is the gift to the believer. Why is it a gift to the believer? Because it's their iftar. 
all the things that the believer has fasted from over such a long period of time, whether that be 30 years or 50 years or 80 years or 100 years, all of a sudden that fast ended. And now the person begins to taste the effects of their fasting, which basically means that they begin to experience the pleasures that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has established for the person who obeys him and tries to please him. person goes to the grave, they're greeted in a special way, the grave begins to expand, they begin to have a win- they experience a window to Jannah, and they start to take benefit from all of the sacrifices that they made in this life. So, basically, life is one big fast. Life is one big fast. And that fast ends at the time that a person passes away. Now, we have a goal of maintaining that fast. We have a goal of maintaining that fast. And so we have to do everything in our power to help us to maintain that fast until the day that we reach our grave. Ramadan is one example of that. By fasting in Ramadan, a person gains the spiritual strength to be able to fast throughout all of life. By attaching oneself to the Qur'an, as occurs in Ramadan, a person gains the guidance and the sense and the hikmah and the wisdom to be able to maintain that fast. By gathering in the masjid and avoiding the environment of sin, a person's fast becomes much easier to maintain. If you ask a person, you know, a person says to you, how can I fast all day if I'm spending, you know, whatever, three in the morning until eight at night, how are you supposed to fast all day? If you tell a person, keep yourself busy, don't sit in a restaurant, you know, you don't sit in a restaurant for eight, three from three in the morning until eight at night, waiting for iftar to come. You move away from food, you avoid the environment of food, you keep yourself busy with other things, and then the fast becomes easier. So in the same way, if a person's fasting from dunya, they can't sit in the middle of dunya the whole time and say, I'm fasting, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. It doesn't work that way. The more the person backs away from dunya, the more the person spends time in the masjid, the more the person spends time in the company of the people of piety, the more the person spends time learning deen and in the gatherings of piety, then the easier the fast becomes. So the goal, although we fast in the month of Ramadan, and we do it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has assigned it to us, and we do it because we gain tremendous benefit from it both in this life and the next, there's a greater goal, and that greater goal is taqwa. And taqwa is useful for passing through this world. And passing through this world, basically the summation of that is that we avoid the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to avoid, and we focus on the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to focus on, so that one day we can celebrate iftar and we can earn a reward. So this requires us to, in order to, in order to achieve this greater goal, this sometimes requires us to be able to maintain the fast, the physical fasting, both inside and outside of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa taala allow us to be consistent in our fast. May Allah subhanahu wa taala allow us to be able to avoid the things which are displeasing to Him, and eventually to be able to fast from everything other than Him. وآخر الدعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين